Welcome to Season 2 of Shine On with Cindy Wilkins, where you will find encouragement to shine and shine bright and bold in a world that needs hope. This season, we're going to explore different ways in which we do shine and the challenges we face, including a special series on suffering. Let's get started. Well, Cindy Wilkins, here we are. (laughs) It's been a while since we've been together. We love to put our ministries together and tackle hot topics or challenging topics. And really, we love to come together and help others shine on through God's Word. Is that a good marriage of our two ministries? Absolutely. So yours is Shine On. Yes. And ours is Words to Inspire. It's It's a wonderful thing that you, Cindy have a lot of experience in the topic that we are going to be covering for the next number of broadcasts. We're not even going to put a number on it right now because we thought we would do five, but the content is so extensive. It is difficult not to dive deep into this topic, isn't it? And once we get in there, it's difficult not to want to remain for a little while because it's a topic when we're in it, we can feel like we are truly in the very deepest end. Yes. The thing is, Cindy, when, I'm, when I thought about doing a podcast on suffering, I really didn't feel that I had a lot to offer from my personal experience. And yet, when I look at you, you have had an incredible amount of physical and emotional suffering but I don't want to minimize what God has allowed in my own life because there have been touches of suffering and we're going to go through that for everyone that's listening because we can have a tendency to think oh it's it's so much harder for her but each of us has our own journey of suffering absolutely and we all take that journey differently don't we so it not only are our trials and tribulations we face different but how we take that journey is different as well and we want to dive into god's word with you and just see what he has to say about suffering yes and so we have five topics that we're going to cover at least and possibly more and so we're just going to go through those and First of all, we're going to cover what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a question you find yourself asking when you're facing trial? What went wrong? Did I Why me? Yeah. Why me? What have I done that God would allow this in my life? And we're going to probe deep on that one because I think it's really important for us to see that um, we all feel the same way. We're united in that feeling. We're united in the feeling that, that God... We, we question God. Why would he allow this in our lives? If he's a good God and he loves us. Yes. How would he possibly allow suffering of somebody that he loves? So we're going to explore that and discover that there are some very valid reasons why God does allow it. That's right. And um, does he cause it or does he allow it or is there a little of both? And uh, so we're going to explore that. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to talk about where it comes from. Who brought on this suffering? Absolutely. And we all question that too. And I think that's going to give us a great opportunity to dive in once again. We're going to do a lot of diving here. Are you ready? Yes. Um, And to see, um, to answer these questions. And I think 
by answering these questions, I don't want to jump forward too too much, Ruth, but I, I really think it's important for us to see that we're talking a lot about suffering, but our final, our final um, result, our final destination is joy. Totally. Joy. Totally. Because, you know, we are to consider it pure joy. And how do we get to that place? How do we get to that place, Ruth, where we can consider it pure joy? So really excited to dive into that. So before we get there, though, we're going to talk about why we are suffering. And second to that is the different kinds of suffering. Because there's not just physical suffering. No. What other kinds of suffering are there? And we'll be touching on those. Oh, well, there's mental, there's spiritual, there is, I don't know, um, what else am I missing? Well, I think that that it can all be put under those three categories. Mm -hmm. The... um, physical, the mental, and the spiritual. I think we can kind of categorize them, but there will be other things that flow out like depression and and all of those things that are part of it. Loss, that's another yeah, one. Huge so, part of it is loss. And I, loss always comes in, doesn't it? Loss yeah. always comes in because, Cindy, do you want to suffer yourself? Do you want to suffer? I don't think anyone chooses to suffer and I do not believe that when we are suffering our first thought is joy so we need God's help to put our feet in the water and to feel that joy in pain as well and and that is the personal aspect of suffering we do not want to see someone we love suffer. And that's a secondary thing that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. because there is an extreme pain to watching your loved one suffer. And we want to eliminate it. That's the human nature. It we is. want to fix it. And that's caused a cultural shift in what we think about life, end of life, and who gets to choose mm-hmm. to do that. And so we'll cover that at some point. Uh, we'll, As you can tell, we're going to cover a lot, so you do not want to miss this. No, we're going to go very deep, uh, but our source is always God's Word because it's so easy for us to think our own thoughts and experience our own emotions and then determine our our foundation and our... What's the word? Well, the world, our frame of reference yes, for it. Yes, our frame of reference. Because the world is sending us a lot of messages that don't line up with God's Word right now. And it seems like, to me, I don't know about you, Ruth, but I feel like it's even more and more. So we want to make sure that we're all standing firm yeah. in His Word and ready for whatever may come in our lives, whether it's involving suffering or it's involving adversity or angst or anxiety all of these things we're going to stand strong in his word together and united we're going to believe in god's word even when we don't understand it and uh, you know the book of james tells us that unless we ever are a doubter and we don't believe god then we'll be you know we'll be tossed to and fro and that's what is happening in our culture today we go one way one day and another way the next day because we don't have the firm foundation of God's Word. So we'll be diving into God's Word. There will always be Scripture. And um, the other thing that we want to, to specifically cover is how does God fit into our suffering? Mm-hmm. Where is He? I'm going to read a little, uh, little prayer by a, an 11-year-old, and I think this really expresses a lot 
of our hearts today. It reads, Dear God, my family and me went to Germany last summer. We stopped in those camp places where a lot of people died. My question is, did you know about this? Were you away then? Please answer when you can. And that Cindy's where prayer. was God? Yes, yes. So Cindy, we have chosen to use uh, Hebrews 12 verses two and three as our theme. All right, let's dive in together. If you'd like to turn with us, we'd be thrilled to um, Hebrews 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with, with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Wow. So we would not grow weary and lose hearts. This is what it is all about, to in the end, as we go through this journey of suffer, suffering, to not lose heart because there is a purpose, there is a plan, there is a redemption in our suffering, Cindy. I see it in your life. I see that, that God has taken your suffering and brought you a ministry that people look and say, how does she do that? Mm -hmm. And of course, if you want to find more about Cindy's ministry, Cindy, give them your information. Oh, just go to how does she do that dot life. How does she do that dot life? And you're going to find out just the miracle that God has done in Cindy's life. Cindy, I think it would be really helpful as we're starting off. Just, just briefly tell them how you came to this close relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a great idea, Ruth. Um, if you don't know uh, my story, you can find out more uh, also at cindywilkins.com or how does she do that dot life. But um, let me start by sharing with you that 12 years ago, I was a wife and a mom and a business manager. I, um, I went to the hospital with what I thought was the flu, but when I arrived, they said that I would not make it through the night. I, at the time, my husband and I had a five-year-old girl and a three-month-old baby. And, you know, I lived in a time when, during my life, my first 42 years of life, I would think of God and I would not read his word. I, I had a Bible, but I didn't take it off the shelf. I left it on a shelf in a closet. And I didn't read his word through all the many, many trials and tribulations that I had endured. And I didn't turn to him to carry me through those as well. And so I made God into an image of what I thought he was, not who he truly was. And the only way we know who God truly is is by reading his word and, and having a personal relationship with him and his son. So I never saw myself as a sinner. I didn't um, have it. I had heard the gospel, but it didn't obviously quite sit. 
But when I woke up from a coma after five weeks to find out not only had I presented to the hospital so ill that, that, um, that I was expected to die, but that I had, that I now awaken and in an effort to save my life, they've had to amputate um, all my hands and feet. So my world changed dramatically overnight. And suddenly I was faced with the challenge of learning how to do everything all over again. And, and how would I overcome this? Where was God? What went wrong? What did I do to deserve such a thing? Those were the questions that were going through my heart and my head and my mind as I lay in a bed unable to move even. And so as I moved forward, not, um, it, would, it didn't take very long for me to realize that if I was to overcome this, I would need to turn to the overcomer, the author and perfecter of our faith and allow him to carry me. So um, he did, he did. And what we're going to touch on too, Ruth, is that once I became a Christian and I started to um, learn how to share my story and reach out to others, those trials that had plagued me my entire life, well, they didn't end. We don't, we don't stop facing trials when we become in Christ, do we? No. no. What, we ha what happens is, is that, um, and what I would learn, is that the difference in how we see trials when we're in Christ is how close we're willing to draw to him. Mm, wow, that is so impactful. And what you have just shared and the way God has helped you process, you've processed every one of those topics. We're out <laughs> you have processed them. So we're not just going to be using the scripture, which is powerful enough, but we're going to be using our experiences and particularly in your case, the extreme physical suffering that you have had mm -hmm. and continue to have. And for me, I, I think it's part of it is the depression that I went through early in my marriage. And I could not understand how I could be such a failure when I loved God and was brought up in a home where we revered God's word, where we memorized God's word. It was top priority. But when I faced this depression, I was in a spiral. I couldn't think properly. I couldn't process. And I just could not see my life the next day. I couldn't envision that God had something good for me the next day. And uh, one day I got down on my hands and face and I said, Lord, God, if you'll get me out of this depression, I'll do anything you want me to do, anything. And I meant it from the depths of my heart, except that I expected that there would have been a flashing light and that there would be instant healing and that I would feel immediately better. But that didn't happen and that was disappointing. But I made a commitment that day, Cindy, which I'm trying to carry this thought throughout the, my entire life. I determined in my heart that no matter how I felt, that I would pursue God's word, that I would get into the word that I'd been taught and I had neglected all my life, and I would get into it and find out what he had to say for me. So my journey through the feelings and the depression lingered. But later on in life, here's what I learned, and what I want to pass on at the very beginning of these podcasts is there were no flashing lights and there was no instant healing for me because I believe that God was showing me that I already knew 
what I was supposed to do and I had not yet done it. So there has to be action to the faith and the promises that we make to God. Mm -hmm. So my promise to do anything to, for him had to have legs. It had to have, it had to have some action on my part. And that's when I began digging into God's word and finding out who he really is. My creator, my sanctifier, my keeper, my redeemer, my shepherd, my guide, my whole entire being. And we want to pass all of what we have learned and what we continue to learn. Yeah, it's not, it's, and it never ends. <laughs> no, it doesn't end because we'll be exploring that verse in Hebrews more mm -hmm. to see that it's And many not, more. And it's not supposed to end on this earth. No. So, and that, you know, is in itself pure joy that there is the promise that one day our tears will be wiped away and our suffering will end and that we will be with our Lord and Savior. And that promise in itself is pure joy, isn't it? So there you go, my friends. Come back, join us for the next episode. Find out how we shine on through suffering and find joy.